All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here after a long layoff. Brad also here. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm doing real, man. After the long hiatus, got some stuff figured out. Football season's right around the corner. We're looking at almost sub 50 days here pretty soon. Super excited to start talking about NFL. Um, This is our bread and butter of the podcast, as you guys all know. And uh, everybody loves the NFL. So I'm excited to start talking about, you know, predictions because that's some of the fun. Yeah, we don't ever really talk about real life stuff on here as far as what's what we have going on in our personal lives. But just recently, I started a new job, which meant um, I lost my computer to my other job. So I had to go out and buy a new one. And then I didn't have all the stuff to run the Internet and yada, yada, yada. We had some scheduling difficulties and just life, just life caught up with us. But we are here. We are as ready as ready can be. And by by you guys' pick, we are doing the AFC North today. Um, as uh, as Brad alluded to, we, we love talking about the NFL on this podcast. This podcast is pretty much 90-ish percent NFL and 10% of everything else. And this is something that I thought really picked up the steam of our pod last year when uh, – when you finally came aboard and we started doing division breakdowns. And I think we had a lot of really key and very cool and accurate and some not so accurate um, predictions and the not so accurate ones are always fun just as much as the accurate ones are. So uh, any last words before we get right into it? No, man, let's just, let's just start talking about these teams. Let's just talk football. Gosh, we haven't That's talked right. football in a while. Easy. We're about to for well, the next six months. So yeah, we are. Let's let's get her started. AFC North. Uh, this this division's seen three teams get in the playoffs. The only team that did not, we're going to start with. It's the Cincinnati Bengals, who had questionably their greatest draft pick of all time. I think some people would argue that. Some people, I mean, obviously it's early, but uh, they had the number one overall pick and they drafted Joe Burrow. Um, unfortunately, Joe Burrow tore his ACL, I believe week seven or eight. I don't have it in front of me. It was in week 11, week 11. Ooh, look at you clutch. Yep. Week 11. And this team, this team finished four and 11. So, um, Burrow showed a lot of promise in that time. I think a lot of the takeaway from the season, as far as the negativity would be how bad AJ green just unfortunately was never able to really get it started. Um, he didn't have the season that he wanted. I know that. But this year in the offseason, we, uh, as we alluded to in the NFL draft episode, what were they going to do? Were they going to take a left tackle? Were they going to um, take Jamar Chase? And towards the end of it, I think I got you as a believer because of the relationship that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow had. They drafted Jamar Chase. They upgraded the offensive line with Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. But ultimately, this this team still has a lot of holes. They're not quite there. Um, they finished 4-11 and last year. And I think that we'll probably, if I had to take a guess, I think we'll see them very similar this year as a team that can beat anybody. But ultimately, they're not going to be very good over a 17-game season this year. What do you think? Yeah, um, I start to look at, you know, offense wins games, I believe, for the most part in today's NFL, you know, it's, it's driven by by being able to score points. Uh, Not many teams have elite defenses. There's four or five, you know, that can do it. But um, with Joe Burrow, they were able to score at least 20 points in six of his nine games that he played before he was hurt. And they were only able to do that once after he was injured. 
So it really starts and ends with Joe Burrow. I was always on the train that I thought they should have protected him with the first pick. But again, as you alluded to, if it was just any wide receiver, maybe, but it's Jamar Chase. So looking at their offense, being able to score points, Joe Burrow, some of the 300-yard games that he was able to have, he had three in a row at one point, threw for over 400 in another game. But to have, you know, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, you know, they've spent some pretty high draft picks over the years bolstering that. And, you know, after Joe Burrow kind of went down, I think people's eyes were opened a little bit to uh, the Bengals' defense. I think they played a little bit better than people had anticipated. But, again, they played like a B-minus instead of a C-minus. They weren't phenomenal. And, again, they're kind of, you know, in a different division. They could be looked at a team that can maybe finish third or second, you know, make that leap after a year or two with their new quarterback. But, unfortunately, they play in what I believe most people say is the second-best division in football when you have three teams that both that all made the playoffs and, you know, so it could all be for not, um, they drafted Jamar Chase, which is a big name, but they didn't really add anybody or lose anybody, um, too significant. I think one thing that's fun is Thaddeus Moss, you know, son of Randy Moss, he's floated around the league, didn't run really a high draft pick. And, uh, you know, they signed him at tight end. So he, I believe he played for LSU with, he was Joe on the Burrow. national title team. Yeah, West so they, they also added Thaddeus Moss, who's another friend of Joe Burrow. So I think that's good for Bengals fans. You know, it's not often, you know, you get a franchise quarterback and you do everything you can to make him happy. I think that's step one, but I think it'll all be for not, as you alluded to. I think the cap for them might be seven wins this year, and that's if everything goes right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% on board with what you just said, and I agree. I think this is... Um, a team that people will enjoy watching, though. Oh, they're a uh, fun watch on a Sunday. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a fun watch. Uh, if you're somebody that maybe doesn't have the NFL ticket and you live locally, like most of our listeners do, you know, in Ohio, and maybe the Browns aren't on this week and they have the Bengals on instead, you're not gonna be disappointed. I mean, they're they're gonna be a fun watch, and I think ultimately, one thing to look out for: we don't predict injuries on this on this pod, and we won't we won't start. But Jamar Chase did not play a single game in college football last year. So just watch out for his conditioning, for his in-game shape, his his rust. And obviously, it's not like him and Burrow played together last year. They played two whole years ago. Um, it'll be interesting what their connection still is and, and how good Jamar Chase really is because he was clear-cut the number one receiver in this draft per a lot of mock drafts. So um, you want to go ahead and get into their first five games? Sure. Week one, they are home against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, what did you have here? I like the Vikings to win that game. Yeah, hard to pick against the Vikings, but I'm actually going to do it. And only because I don't, spoiler, I don't have them winning another game for a while. So I do have them upsetting the Vikings at home. Um, the return of Burrow, I think Cincinnati will get the crowd rocking enough to get a win. And I... Wouldn't shock me if the Vikings won. I think this one's as much of a coin flip as any of these games. But I, I like the Bengals to actually get this one win. Okay. Week two week two at the Bears, like I just said, I have it in a loss. I think the Bears defense will be way too much for this team. What do you have on the Bengals? I actually have this as a little bit of an upset win early on the Bears. Um, I think the Bears are going to struggle as long as Andy Dalton's the quarterback. 
Um, I think this is another blemish. We'll get into that, but I, I believe this is another result that will lead to Justin Fields seeing the field sooner than the Bears would like to put him out there. Wow, I had this complete opposite. I have an Andy Dalton versus old team, and he balls out. So I don't think so. We're uh, we're okay. We're different there. Mm-hmm. Week week three, Steelers defense will be way too much for an offensive line that is still getting better. They did upgrade it. It won't be enough against the best defensive line in football. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people will say the second time they played last year, the Bengals did beat the Steelers. That's true. Um, I don't think the Steelers last five games. I, I think the Steelers were having a significant identity crisis. It was not a good football team at the time. Whole offseason, the Steelers are going to beat the Bengals. But in division, it can. It, it's always tough in division. You guys see each other so many times that, you know, anything could happen. But Steelers win that game. Week four is a really fun one. I don't have the uh, the channel in front of me, so I don't know if it's on a special network. I would love to see this on Monday night or Thursday night or even a 4 o'clock game. But it is going to be Cincinnati traveling to Jacksonville. So you're going to see number one pick Joe Burrow in 2020 hey, versus number one pick Trevor Lawrence. Hit it. This, this game is Thursday night football. Look at me calling a primetime game out of that, nowhere. This game I don't is Thursday night football. That's fantastic news. And I honestly... Week four. That is a, that, this is huge because yeah. nobody wants to watch the Bengals Jags at one bad, o'clock. Nobody wants to watch it at one o'clock and nobody wants to watch two bad teams. But these are two bad teams with promising futures. Great. And you Great will line. turn in when they go at it because it'll be yeah. a good game. It'll be a good game. Uh, who did you have Where, winning, though? I have the Jags winning. I think ultimately they'll, their roster will be better by week four. I um actually these two teams in the regular season at Cincinnati played in week four last year. And the Bengals won thirty-three to twenty-five. I don't think either team has made that big of strides forward or backward to their roster to see much of a different result. I, I like the Bengals to, to take care of the Jaguars. If it wasn't at home, I would also take the Bengals. I just like the Jags there. I don't know. Obviously that one's as but, much of a coin flip as as many. All right. Uh, week five, I, I took a lot of things into consideration. Aaron Rodgers, it's 100% a loss. No Aaron Rodgers, it's still a loss, but a fun game. Yeah, Um. the reason we're going to push the NFC North to at least after training camp to see what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. It will be one of our last divisions to but, be done. But as of right now, he's a Green Bay Packer. I'm going to call games as such. And then we can go back and relook at some things. If he decides not to play, it's a loss. Green Bay is one of the top three, four rosters in the NFL. And I mean, NFC, NFC championship, you know, semifinalists to the Super Bowl. So Packers win that game. I have the Bengals at two and three after the first five. Yeah, I have them at one and four on a four game losing streak. I do think that week one is winnable. Um, there's actually a lot of winnable games here. They can beat the Vikings. They have a shot against the Bears, even though the Bears' defensive line is also really big. Um, the Steelers is 100% up to the Steelers. I don't think that's a game the Bengals can just win. I think the Steelers have to lose that, um, which they did plenty of last year. Um, the game against the Jags is definitely winnable. I think those those teams are, are very equal. I just like the Jags at home. And then that Packers game, you, you never know. Didn't they actually beat the Packers late last year? Um, I don't believe so. I've got it up that right here. That might have been one of their upset wins. They didn't play the Packers last year. Okay, never mind. 
Bengals had four wins. It was Jacksonville, the Titans, Steelers, and Texans. The Titans is a team they steamrolled. They like beat them down. It was thirty-one twenty, but Titans scored late. Yeah, like yeah, they, they steamrolled them. It was thirty-one thirteen at like late in the fourth quarter. So yeah, well, that offense can get hot. I don't have too much more to say on the Bengals except for it's one of those things where we're pretty blessed in the twenty twenty-one season where. There's roughly four to five really bad teams, but they all have promise. I mean, let's let's talk just quick here. You have the Bengals who have Joe Burrow, okay, and they have now Jamar Chase with him. You have the Jags who have Trevor Lawrence. The Lions even have Jared Goff, so a new scene, new coach. The I mean, only that's... team that's in a black hole is the Texans. Every other they, team, they're the only. That team. is it. That is it. And even the Texans, it'll be an interesting watch of because of. What the heck is going on? That's how, honestly that's how former like that's how soon to be Pro Bowlers are discovered though is when rosters are in shambles like that and all of a sudden yeah they did to... have a lot of random pickups of a lot of veterans for one they have they have that. like four or five good running backs on their roster they're gonna have to run the ball forty fifty times a game yeah well uh, do you have any final words on the Bengals? Nope. hope they go in seventeen. Gosh. All right. Third place team. And uh, I mean, by default, because of like tiebreakers and such. Kind of crazy. Um, this is this is the reason that we're talking about this division. I would have to guess most of our listeners have some sort of loyalty to the Browns. It's probably the most followed team on our on the Real Talk page. It's definitely top five. It's not even close. Definitely top five. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. They finished the season 11 and five last year. Um, they went 11 and five, despite a negative 11 point differential, which is, that's definitely key. Um, this team played their last game, um, at Arrowhead to the eventual, um, AFC champion. And it was, a it was a game that I think a lot of people probably didn't think they had any business being in, but they were there and they went toe to toe with, with the chiefs. And unfortunately it took, uh, Chad Henney in the, in a backup role to, to put them away. This team still is a weird roster because it's very good, and they have literally – the joke is they have two or three of everything, and they still have multiple tight ends, multiple receivers, multiple running backs. Um, their defense is probably what ultimately cost them their trip to um, maybe a Super Bowl, but they ended up adding John Johnson, the, the safety from the Rams. They ended up adding um, Greg Newsom out of the draft. Um, the Joker, as everybody calls him, the linebacker out of, out of Notre Dame. Everybody knows the roster's good. We'll get into the first five in a minute. I think we're both pretty high on the on what the Browns have the potential to be this year. What do you got to say? I just think the Browns are going to be built to be potentially the number one seed in the AFC. The AFC is really tough when you start to look at the top end. But as you alluded to, in the secondary alone, they add Greg Newsom through the draft. Troy Hill, who is the slot corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are the number one ranked defense, or not Jaguars, excuse me, the Rams, who are the number one defense after last year. They get um, Grant Delpit back, their uh, second round draft pick, who is 34th overall. Greedy Williams, who was hurt last year. Denzel Ward's still there. Uh, they draft, as you, uh, the Joker, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa <laughs> out of Notre Dame. What a name. I mean, even Anthony Schwartz, linebacker, wide receiver in the third round, 
had the fastest 40 time of any wide receiver. They get Odell Beckham Jr. back. They have the best clear-cut, no-doubt running back group in in the NFL with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Jadavion Clowney on the front seven, you know, opposite of Miles Garrett. This team is literally built for success. Um, the Ravens seem to be a thorn in their side. They get blown out 38-6 and then lose again to them later, 47-42. We'll remember that 47-42 was the Monday nighter everyone was watching where Lamar Jackson had to go poop and then come back, and they were able to still continue to score points. You know, the Steelers beat the brakes off of them, but obviously they were able to redeem that late in the year, uh, winning Week 17 and in the playoffs. Two real fluky wins, or losses, excuse me. The Raiders' real windy, nasty game with, uh, I believe, Nick Chubb was out. And then the New York Jets game when their whole wide receiver room was knocked out for COVID. Baker has seemed to find his comfort zone, and Kevin Stefanski has a grip on this team. He is running it exactly how he wants to. I don't see the Browns taking a step back. I only see them going forward. And this is a team that I expect to lose no more, honestly, than three football games throughout the year. Um, maybe maybe four tops. But this is a team that should win 12 to 13 games this year. I don't have any problem saying that. And I, I think that's it's very exciting for the local fan base of the Browns. They've been waiting for this a long time. And when you look up their 2020 season, you know, there's a lot of green W's on that list. I expect to see the same thing next year. Yeah, I... This is, this, I think it's the most talented roster in the league. I think it's them or Tampa, really. I mean, Tampa's the only one that even has an argument. But I think this is even more talented. I do, um, too. I really do. The only thing, and this is, I hate getting into this because I don't think Baker's bad, but there's not too many teams in the league that I would pick to win a Super Bowl that has the worst quarterback in the division. And I don't think that, the, Say that again? I, there's not too many teams in the league that I would pick to win a Super Bowl in which they have the worst quarterback in their division. Okay. Am I wrong in saying that? I think the AFC North as great as it is. I think best quarterback in that division is a complete toss up on their day. I, I think that the best quarterback in the AFC North rotates from week to week. And that I'm, rotation does include Baker or does not include Baker? It does include Baker. I mean, Joe Burrow throws for 300 yards, you know, back to back to back, but his team's losing games. Ben Roethlisberger in his last two seasons, in which he started the whole season, he has 70 touchdowns. Uh, Lamar Jackson with his legs is one of the most electric players in the league. Baker Mayfield, when he's just out there playing point guard, not turning the ball over, his team's winning, and, and he looks good. So... I don't think there's a right answer. I think if you pulled a pool of 50 people and asked them who the who their favorite or the best quarterback on the AFC North is, I really think you'd have a ton of different answers. I think it's very close. Um, if you're asking me in the to- totality of the league, you know, just off the top of my head, I don't think I'd have Baker any lower than 12 or, you know, 14-ish. Like, he's in the top 12 or 14 quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, off the top wow. of my head. I'd take Baker over a Ryan Tannehill. Okay, well, I mean, that's where I mean, we're going to completely differ here. Okay, I, think I, I have no problem saying Baker's a top 14 or top 12. Plus. I mean, I don't have the list in front of me, but when I watched him play, especially last year, there wasn't really many losses where I thought it was his fault. I mean, scored 42 against the Ravens, still lost. 
I mean, had no wide receivers against the Jets loss. I, I just think there was plenty of games where he played really good. I think there's, I mean, you look at their schedule up and down, the amount of times they scored over 30 points. I mean. Yeah. He's definitely I, improved. I, he's definitely improved. I just, I don't think that he's, I definitely don't think he's top 15. Again, we, we'd have said, to but, get a list out and maybe yeah. that's kind of a, with a reach. But I feel like a lot of people watching the show, I don't think, I think there's a lot of people that would agree with me. That Baker, I think Baker, that's got to be a, it's got to be have to be a poll later. I, that's an interesting question because now that it's coming up, it, it is interesting to rank these guys. Yeah, but but like when you're thinking about it, and and you say say where do you have Baker somewhere between 14 and 18? I again, I have to see a list, okay. but I, but but if if you're thinking about him and Joe Burrow and where Big Ben's at right now, don't you kind of have them in like the same tier at least? Him and Ben are close, but I'd take Ben in a big game over Baker right now. But again, I, I still feel like in the division, just alluding to a comment you had, we can move past it. I just think the best quarterback in the AFC North rotates from a week to week basis. And that's that's a fair assessment. I don't I'm not necessarily arguing that. Let's talk about their first five games because I, I think that we both agree this team has a lot of promise and they have the high expectations as they have for a couple of years now. Um week one. At Kansas City, it's the rematch of the divisional round. They lose. They lose. As much as I talked them up, I do think they lose week one at Kansas City at Arrowhead. First game, full fans in the stadium, Arrowhead's packed. Give me Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I disagree. I think they beat Kansas City. Really? Yeah, I think Kansas City rides extremely high on a we're, we're too good. And I think that Tampa – Kind of exposed them in a way. Now, mind you, Kansas City rebuilt their offensive line and is questionably. It, it might. It's one of the better in the league. I'm not going to yeah, say it's top one, two, three. It's very good. They're after shockingly having to release a bunch of people and have injuries, and now all of a sudden it's Pro Bowl level, All Pro yeah. level. They traded for Orlando Brown, all that stuff. Um, I think it's just one of those things where the pass rush will be able to get there, and they were close enough in a big game. I like them to upset them. Cleveland hasn't won week one in, like, I don't understand for me. It's a long time. It's why like not, why not now? They beat Kansas City week one. Okay. Well, I have a loss, but uh, just to save some time here, I have them going four and one. I have so them winning the next four. They're going to smack Houston. Time. That's not close. No. You have them beating Houston. I have them beating Chicago, but that's going to be a fun game. I am winning there, too. I have them beating Minnesota at Minnesota. Agreed. And they take their first loss, traveling to the West Coast to play Stafford and the Rams. Um, That is incorrect, I believe. Um, well, What do you have week five? Week five, they're, they're at Los Angeles Chargers, not oh. Los Angeles Rams. Well, that, okay, that's my typo. Okay, that yep. is a win. They're starting five and zero. Oh. Okay, yeah, they're at the Los Angeles Chargers, not the Los I, Angeles I bet. Rams. You're all right. So, they are traveling though. They are traveling West Coast. Yeah, they're they're traveling to Minnesota, and then they're going out to Los Angeles. It's still away. It's still that away. Is a, that is a tough game, and watch out. And they do play three of their first five on the road. Um, but let's talk a little bit realistically because the Browns are the Browns until they're not the Browns, and they've kind of changed that up a little bit. But 
this team could be in trouble losing to Kansas City, losing to Chicago. If the Vikings are improved, watch in an upset. If they drop to one and three, holy cow. And then they have to travel to West Coast. I'm just saying it's possible with them. There's just too many ways for the Browns to win with their roster. They can do it so many different ways. And Kevin Stefanski is a really good coach. He won coach of the year last year, deservedly so. I don't have any doubts about this Browns team. I, I think four and one is the floor. Because if, if they're going to slip up to one of those other teams, I think they could beat Kansas City as easy as they could lose to Minnesota. I, I'm, not, I'm not scared at all saying the Browns are going 4-1, and one, and I think they'll play the Chiefs tough. But I don't think they're going to slip up two, three, four times in their first five games. I think, they're, I think they're better than that. Now, again, Browns are the Browns, so not the Browns. But I guess I'm more leaning towards – Getting away from that narrative. I, I, I agree. I out. agree. They're, they're too talented to slip up. But Chicago's on the rise. Minnesota's on the rise. And even the Chargers are on the rise. So I. Yeah, Minnesota just had a poor start last year. They started like one and five, and then they were the Vikings we thought they would be. And you know, they're they very started, good at home. They're a great home team. Solve a little bit of their corner issues, grab Patrick Peterson off of the free agent market. So Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson fit right in there. Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins is solid. Yeah, it's they're a good team. It's extremely yeah. winnable for the Vikings. It is winnable, but four and one. I like four and one. You have five and all. Oh, I like four and one. I'm sure, the Browns fans like hearing that. We're not just kissing booty either. They're a good team. Oh. We've done nothing but shit on the Browns over the course yeah. of the last year. <laughs> yeah, they're a good team. They are a great team. Uh, they're. I mean, they're the most talented team that we're going to talk about today. So, but let's keep it moving. Uh, a team that finished with an identical record as them, the Ravens, 11 and 5. The crazy thing is the Browns went 11 and 5 minus 111 point differential. The Ravens did it while having a plus 165 point differential, which was the best in the NFL. The Ravens don't play close games. They either lose or beat your ass. Those are the facts. I mean, it's they don't play close games. They either lose or kick your ass. Um, they did a lot though. And I'm not so sure they did a lot for the best. We'll talk about it. They traded Orlando Brown, their all-pro tackle, to the Chiefs. Weird trade. Um, They did get a first-round pick out of it, though. Um, They lost Matthew Judon to the Patriots, one of their best pass rushers. But then they added things that we all know they needed, wide receivers. They went out and got Sammy Watkins, who basically, say what you want about Sammy, you know, whether he's a bust or underperformer, but he is a Super Bowl champion now and a, a good weapon. Not a great but a good it, weapon. I told my dad this. If Sammy Watkins is your number three receiver, you have a good receiving core. You're solid. You're solid. And then they drafted Richard Bateman, who I absolutely love out of Minnesota. Yep, and he would be um, ahead of on the depth chart, I believe. And I like this team, obviously, because I have no reason to not like them. Um, they're definitely a team that's still built through the run. It'll be interesting what they, uh, what they do as far as um, – a weekly attack, adding the wide receivers. Is it something they're going to continually try to improve at? Because they're not great at it. There's no secret. They're not great trailing in games. That's why they either kick your ass or lose, because they're not great at trailing. Um, part of it, because their best receiver was Hollywood Brown, and he's he's not number one. So, Marty Andrews in that room, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where are you at on the, on the Ravens? Obviously, we both agree they're good. 
they're they're a different approach than any other team with the way they run their offense. Their defense is solid. I believe Marlon Humphreys is a top five corner in the NFL. Um, yeah. it's, it, he, he's able to take a number one receiver and at least play him good. The defense is always going to be there. Um, how many times did Lamar Jackson throw for over 300 yards last year? Probably once, maybe twice. Zero. Zero? He threw zero times. I'm not, you know I'm not times, but... Yeah. Do you know how many times he threw for over 200 yards? You're not about to shock me, are you? I might. It's I don't gotta, know. It's got to be over 10. Five. Wow. He threw over 200 yards five times, and they were able to win 11 games. So if, if this new wide receiver core, Rashad Bateman, Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, you know, J.K. Dobbins, a lot of Ohio State fans, you know, on the on the podcast listening group here. Um, he's probably going to be their number one. They have that Gus Edwards as their number two. I think they're always going to be able to run the ball. Lamar Jackson again, it, five times he threw for over 200 yards, zero over 300 yards. The team doesn't pass the ball, but as well as they run it, if they start to develop more and more open receivers in the passing game, this team could go nuclear. Um, but because they're such a hard team to prepare for and such a different version of any other nfl team i believe if lamar jackson doesn't get hurt this team's always going to have over 10 wins in the regular season we'll see what happens in the playoffs but you know we can say people are getting more and more familiar with lamar jackson it really seems the only defense that gives him fits consistently is the pittsburgh steelers i mean he's got i think he's got more turnovers than touchdowns i think against the steelers in the last two years um that defense we, we play him really well but um, outside of that, the Chiefs play him well, actually, too. I think the Chiefs can just outscore him, and then they just can't play from yeah, the lead very well. The Chiefs have, they, they score so many points. I think they would that's struggle. That's why they play him so well, because they literally get out of yeah, the lead. And then, exactly. So yeah. this team has limitations, but this team is, it, especially with seven teams now making the playoffs, they're almost a lock for the playoffs every year, whether they're division winners or wild card. I don't think this team falls under 10 wins because of how unique they are offensively and how capable they are defensively. They still have a Hall of Fame coach. They have a quarterback that you don't see from week to week, so it's still so weird when they, you play him that you don't have a good grasp for him. It's just and a fact. And his speed's always going to shock you. Yes. If you have not played him for the first time, his speed was literally like, oh, shoot. Like, he's just yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and get in their first five if you're ready. Yeah. Um, week one blowout win against the Raiders. That's like which, by the way, that's the first ever. That's the first ever game with fans. <laughs> at you couldn't Stadium. like to put blowout win in front of it. <laughs> you were chomping at the bit. Um, I'm just gonna say win. I'm just gonna say it's a blowout win. win. They're gonna just steamroll the Raiders. <laughs> Oh, right. I'm having fun. I'm yeah, having fun. If you guys are listening, Jeff likes <laughs> Week two, I don't have Kansas Kansas City going 0-2. Obviously, you know, I have the Browns beating them. Um, I think they beat the Ravens. They have the Ravens number. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City wins. I have them losing that game. Got a tough I, week three, though. I think they steamroll the Lions. <laughs> An- another dome, another win. They steamroll the Lions bad. Mm-hmm. Week four at the Broncos, so it's still going to be relatively warm there. Um, I don't know if the if Lamar Jackson's played at Denver, but it'll be a unique environment for him with the running and the breathing. 
it's a steamroll again. I think they steamroll the Broncos. I'm excited for the Broncos. Uh, I think this is potential upset here. I'm I'm taking them to win against Denver. But, man, watch out for the Broncos. The last two years, we keep saying how injured they are. If they go into a season healthy, they've got some additions. You know, I we'll save it for the Broncos when we get to their division. But yeah. I like the Broncos. But, again, the Ravens are a very good team. I have them winning here. I, yeah, I mean, I am very intrigued by by what the Ravens are because I do think they lost a lot, but I think they added enough to, to be really good again, like I said. And I just think that they're night and day better than everybody they're going to play in the first five weeks except Kansas City. The Colts, I'm excited about the Colts. I can't wait to talk about them, but I have them beating the Colts in week five at home. The Colts win week five, but that is going to be a firecracker on Monday night. I cannot wait for that game. You Monday, have the Colts going into Baltimore and beating the Ravens. I do, and you know, every every year I think there's two or three teams I really like outside of the Steelers, and uh, the Colts are one of them. Very high in the Colts, they they beat the Ravens, but that's going to be a Monday nighter, and that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great Monday night game. So you have the rate ra- yeah, the Ravens going zero and two at home to start the season. I have them going four and one. Their only loss to Kansas City, which will be close. And after five weeks, they will once again be leading the league in point differential because they would have blown out the Raiders, blown out the Lions, blown out the Broncos, and beat the Colts. Yep, I have them at three and two. And um, we'll see. Okay. We'll keep it moving here. I know you're excited to talk about this next team. Um, Uh, You should be excited. I, I am excited. Let's talk about the winners of the AFC North. They went 12 and four. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a story of completely two seasons last year. They started 11 and 0 with the most dominant defense in the league. And they proceeded to lose five of their next six, including a very embarrassing home playoff loss to their division rival, the Browns. But while this team did lose a lot, James Conner, um, Pouncey, Bud Dupree. I'm sure I'm missing some. I'll let you talk in a second. Yeah. They did add what we both believe to be the best running back in the draft and probably the best running back they've had since Le'Veon Bell, Najee Harris. What would you like to say about this team? Yeah, so last year, huge identity crisis in the running game. Um, after week four bye week, we only had one game with the 100-yard rusher, and it was week six. When Connor had 101, he barely eclipsed 100 yards. Um, I do think people don't really give Big Ben enough credit. I think he takes a lot, and rightfully so, he takes a lot of of the punishment for the lack of offense that the Steelers had at the end of the year. But the team was, we were so far dead last in play action percentage. The teams knew when we were running the ball that it wasn't a fake. Our offensive line was aging. not last year, but the year before, we lost our left guard. And after this year, we lost our center, right guard, and left tackle. During last year, first game of the year, our starting right tackle went down for the year. So our backup played, which will, he will be a starter now this year. But in terms of the offense, when they step out on the field week one, the left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle will all be new starters. So on every prediction list, they have the Steelers as you know bottom three offensive line or bottom five. But truly nobody knows where this offense 
offensive line will rank. It's totally unpredictable. We uh, brought in Trey Turner, who's a left guard, had, I think, five straight Pro Bowl seasons. Last year had, I believe it was ankle issues, missed about seven or eight games, put on the free agent market. We signed him for a one-year deal. On the defensive side, Melvin Ingram, who just signed yesterday, uh, again, three straight Pro Bowls. Then had knee issues last year, only played seven games, only had 10 tackles, got cut, so we pick him up. Those are guys who just had one year of injury, I believe, can return to their level of production. Um, Najee Harris, Pat Freermuth, like I said, we, we made a lot of additions. Um, I do want to say, I, I haven't checked every team, but people can talk about the Steelers' offensive line, quarterback, new running back. How will these things translate in offense? We know about the good receiving, young receiving core of Claypool, Juju, Deontay, James Washington. But everyone knows from the beginning of time, it starts and ends with the Steelers' defense. We have, T, obviously, T.J. Watt, who's a top three defensive player in the league, Minka Fitzpatrick. But the Steelers allowed 30 or more points zero times last year. Zero times. 30 points never got scored on the Steelers until the the playoff game in the playoffs it happened. But again, I believe the Steelers offense scored about 20, 21 points for the Browns that game. So it, it starts and ends with the defense. And again, me and Jeff, we, we talked about, we, we talked about this last year. We said, if you can score over 20 points, you have a chance to win the game. And if you score over 28, you should win the game for the Steelers. That numbers reduced to 17 and 24 with how well the defense plays. Um, I believe up there with the 49ers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's one of the best front sevens. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, again, for those of you that don't know how the schedule's made, adding the 17th game means that every single first place team will play five other first place teams in the division or in, in the season. Again, that's with second place teams. They will play five other second place teams third and fourth, so on alike. That's what's going to give the 49ers a huge advantage coming back from their injuries. They're going to play a lot of fourth-place teams when the San Francisco 49ers are not a fourth-place team. So the Steelers do have an absolutely brutal schedule. Um, they're in a really tough division, so you know it's going to be a hard season for them. But um, I believe wild card's possible and maybe even winning the division if things fall the right way. But too many uncertainties with the offensive line for me to predict a division win. But I think the Steelers will will have a winning season. Yeah, let's let's talk about their first five games if you're ready. Yeah, let's run it. Well, you just pointed out that the Steelers didn't have a single team score 30 on them. I think it happens week one at the Bills. I think the Bills put up 30. Um, they're a top three team in this league for me, and I think the Bills are just they're they're better than the Steelers. They're going to win this first week. I think. Um, I do have the Bills winning. However, the Bills, I believe when we played them last year, had a pick six and still only scored 26 points. So, but again, the Bills are really good mm. with with the uncertainties on the offensive line, you know, trying to find their groove, see what happens. Hopefully it's competitive, but I mean, week one, catch me week one before the game, I'll tell you Steelers are winning, but trying to throw the bias aside that the Buffalo Bills should should win at home week one. Week two. Um, home against the Raiders, the Raiders coming off an embarrassing loss to the Ravens. I think they get beat again. Uh, I think the, I like Steelers, the Steelers, I think the Steelers beat the Raiders there. 
I like the Steelers. I think this is actually a good game for the offensive line to finally have, a, you know, week two. You know, after seeing tape week one, what Buffalo did to them, they fixed some things. Raiders have a, have a weak defense. Um, I know they have a new defensive coordinator. We'll see how much that changes. But uh, I like for the Steelers to have a little bit of a confidence booster against the Raiders. They win. Uh, we just talked about this game a minute ago. I just think the Pittsburgh defensive line will be too much for the Bengals, and they'll do enough to to win, and they'll move to two and two and one here. It's for me. like your it's like your Patriots versus the Jets. It, it'll it, there did have to be some crazy changes for me to ever say that the Bengals would beat the Steelers. I just I can't see it until it happens. Yeah. I could never predict it. Maybe yeah. that's the Homer in me. Um. I'm just going to piggyback off you. You've been picking um, Green Bay like Aaron Rodgers is playing, and if that is the case, then I will take Green Bay. But I don't think he's going to play. I, let me just say that. I don't think he'll be a Green Bay Packer, and I give the Steelers the win. But if he does play, Green Bay wins. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll judge it based off that. I don't think he plays. Same thing. I'm going every, until he officially says he's not, I am going to take it as he is. And uh, I do have the Packers winning that game. Yeah. Um, week five, I know you're high on Denver. They're not better than the Steelers. I don't I'm taking the so Steelers either. here to move to three and two. I have the Steelers winning two, but um, again, as you can see in the first five, the Steelers already have two games against first place opponents. And if we're splitting hairs, not only do they have five against first place opponents, but add another four games where they played the 11 and five Browns and the 11 and five Ravens. So they have nine games against legitimate first-place teams in the NFL. That's tough. Steelers are going to be in trouble if if they're if they're even remotely bad offensively as they were last year. Their defense will give them enough boost to get them literally just to 500. You'll get 500 by a defense. It's the offense that's going to put you into that 10, 11, 12 range that I believe the Steelers could be in if they were really um, the team that we think they can be. And for for what it's worth, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, which, again, I don't think he will, you're a four and one team after five weeks, in my opinion. I think you're good enough to be there and you're you're lucky enough to, to play the Raiders and the Bengals to get your, your offense really moving and, he, and even give yourself a shot against an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay team, too. Yeah. And not only playing off, you know, he hasn't said he's not going to play, so I think he will. I am the opposite. I believe Aaron Rodgers will play this season. But I believe I'm in the boat where he has geared everything up to where this is the last year. little farewell tour. I believe Devontae Adams is setting up for, you know, this is our last year out together, and then it's over. Um, you know, going even further, I don't know what will happen to Aaron Rodgers after the season, but I am a heavy believer that if the Raiders can win seven or more games, Devontae Adams would like to go play for Las Vegas and play with Derek Carr. I think that's absolutely feasible uh Darren Waller Henry Ruggs Josh Jacobs Devontae Adams that's a real real threat on offense they already are but you know sticking to just Aaron Rodgers you know I'm not going to get into everything I hear I know a lot of you guys listen to a lot of talk show radio or sports talk from everything I've gathered you know my personal opinion I believe he's playing this year not that he wants to but he's going to and this will be his final year in a Packer uniform yeah, it would be very interesting to see if you guys saw Aaron Rodgers, but not when you're playing Green Bay, when you're playing Denver. That would be wild. But um, 
Yeah, it's going to be hard to do Green Bay predictions, and unfortunately, Steelers play him week that. four. Steelers play him yeah. week four. He gets traded. We play him again week five. <laughs> we play Aaron Rodgers back to back. I mean, truthfully, we're we're going to hold that that podcast off till literally as long as we physically can, because um, it just doesn't make sense to do it right now. We'd be it'd be a total crapshoot. Um, because we disagree here. I, I honestly don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. So we'll see. Now, I'm not saying he won't play this season. I just don't think he'll play yeah. for Green Bay. I think today's he's, July 20th. One week from today, mandatory training camp is, is around 27th. If he doesn't show, the Packers have to find him. And if he doesn't show, it's real. On the yeah. 27th, if he does not show, I switch. He, he is not playing this year. But I believe on the 27th, he'll walk in. He'll be arrogant. He knows he's the starter. He won't care. I, I I don't know if that'll affect his play on the field or relationships with players or if he comes in 100%, but I, I think he's going to play so, as a Packer. So so the the one thing that you just said that I kind of disagree with, and we're kind of flipping here, but in my opinion, he doesn't have to show up until the third preseason game to really know because that third preseason game, is really when they play anyway. At that point, Rodgers, he doesn't need to be in training camp. He's been here. I, he's going to be fined. It's a lot of money. It's like 40 or 50 grand a missed practice. Unexcused. I mean, it's, I think the first practice, I thought it was a couple couple mil that they can find him. I thought. It's a lot of money. Like, I know that. It's it, like $2. They can find him. Yeah. With, it, I could be wrong there, but I, I thought that's what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, in my opinion, Rodgers, I mean, he could walk in before the third preseason game and be like, all right, let me get some reps and be good. I mean, yeah. who he's knows? Do that, but I just don't think he would sacrifice any money if he's going to play. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's you're probably right there. So, Okay, last prediction. Who's winning this division? Steelers. If you think I'm going to so much in years. Listen, uh, realistically, realistically, I think the Browns have the best chance. Um, they were de facto the third seed in the division, correct? Who, Which the means, Browns? Yeah. yeah. Which means they have five games against third-place teams. They should, they should just beat them. The Browns have a favorable schedule in division. I think they're going to be more comfortable. Um, uh, yeah, I think the Browns have the best shot, but I, I, I cannot, I cannot see the Steelers go 12 and four and then not have them as my prediction to repeat champs when big Ben's under center. And I know a lot of you guys are just shaking your head. Hopefully you're even smiling a little bit. Um, I don't think it's the Ravens or Bengals. Let's put it that way. Don't see. I, I actually, I like the Ravens to win the division um, just because again, the Browns have to prove it to me they're, I don't care how good they are. They have to prove that they're a division winner. I, I'm not saying they're not going to make the playoffs. They 100% will make the playoffs, but I think they're still going to lose games to the Steelers and they're still going to lose games to the Ravens. And I'm sorry, but the AFC was loaded last year. Third place teams are freaking good. New England was third place. I, that's a good football team. I mean, there's, there's good football teams. Okay. Who else was in, uh, the tech were the Texans third place. I mean, they're trash, obviously. Yeah, but the Texans were third place. Did they finish better than the Jags? Yeah, they were. They were trash. 
Who uh who else am I forgetting on the AFC side? So you got the the South, the Broncos, the, the West. Raiders. No, it is the it is the Broncos. No, the, the Broncos Bron- finished last. It's the Raiders. Chargers finished last. Did they really? Yeah, they only won four games. Yeah, it's the Broncos, and the Broncos are solid, as you said. They're they're on the come up. I just I think that the the Browns are not just going to walk through the league. They're not. I because they're just not. I, I don't have a better explanation than they're just not because they haven't done it. They haven't proved it to me that they can do it. They're, I'm not saying they're not going to win because they're going to win a shit ton of games. But the Ravens have been here. In my opinion, they're probably the best coach team in that division, and they'll do enough kicking just, people's ass with the run game. <laughs> I, I just look at the Ravens, you know, they've got some tough games early, but looking at the end of their schedule, these are their last seven games. Browns, Steelers, Browns, Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. That's the Ravens last? That's their last seven games. Holy shit, that's so a gauntlet. Take, take, take the Bengals out. Browns, Steelers, Browns, Packers, Rams, Steelers. That's their last seven games. And in the beginning, you know, they have Kansas City. Tricky ones like at Las Vegas opening week. That's going to be a riot in there. At Denver week five. Smoke. They're going to smoke the Raiders, man. (laughs) They got the Colts and Chargers. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, the Raiders typically the last two years have been much better in weeks one through six than seven through 16. They seem to do well at the beginning of years. That could be a trap game. Monday night, you walk into that spaceship out in Vegas. Maybe some of the players, you know, having a good time in Vegas, seeing the new stadium. They go in there. Raiders might jump out to an elite. I'm just saying it's a tricky one. It is. But You're right. It is. Those last seven games are brutal. They absolutely are. Brutal. But I think I think the Ravens are good enough to win a lot of those games, though. So. They absolutely can. I just yeah. don't play the Ravens. They're- they're my pick to win the North. You're picking the Steelers. Um, okay, yeah. That, I mean, that's it. All that talk. Neither of us picked the Browns, and you guys. Are I mean, all- we love the we love the Browns. The Browns are going to be very good, but they're not going to represent that division. I'm sorry, they're not. You heard it here first. I just hope that if if anybody disagrees with my take on the Steelers winning, they can find it in their hearts to respect. My integrity to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> if there's anything, yeah, you know, yeah. the end, those are my guys. They can't go 12 and four and me not pick them to repeat. I can't do it. Both of us and a lot of other people too are not going to tell you their team's going to lose. They're going to tell you how their team can win, and exactly. that's okay. You have to respect it. Okay, I'm not going to sit up here as a seven and nine team last year and tell you how new England's going to lose every game. I'm going to tell you how they can win every game because they're, they're capable of it. And it's just, you know, they're obviously, unless you're a Jags fan or a Lions fan, it's hard to sit there. Guys. It is so refreshing to talk football again. It is just, I know a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys, you know, you're starting to schedule when your fantasy football drafts are going to be, you know, you're starting to put together your final jersey orders so you can get those in before the season. You're already looking at, you know, what Thursday night games you're meeting up with the boys at B-Dubs for. Like, it's all starting to come together. And, man, alive. Work those overtime hours now. Get that extra money so you can just kick back on the weekends. Football's here almost sub-50 days. 
look for me and Jeff to maybe a few weeks here, drop some, you know, two pods a week because, you know, we got to catch up on some of this. And, you know, we still got to leave some of our episodes and our, uh, our, you know, our polls up on Facebook for, you know, early season predictions. You know, we got to talk about MVPs and defensive play of the years and things are going to change injuries, poor Cam Makers. I, I want to ask you something about that real quick now that we're on it. Cam Makers is injured, gone for the year for the Rams. A lot of people missed this, but Malcolm Brown, who took over last year, he's a Miami Dolphin. He's a Miami Dolphin. That didn't make headlines. He's a Miami Dolphin. So they don't really have anybody in the running back room. My question to you, Todd Gurley is still a free agent. Yeah, I think there's a couple different options. So I was thinking about this today. I didn't know that Malcolm Brown wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, because because Colin Cowherd actually brought it up to me. You know, when you see one headline like they got Stafford, we start to talk about how good the Rams are. Cam Makers, Malcolm Brown, their second tight end, their starting safety, their third corner, they're all gone, or you know they're not going to be there this season. Yeah. There's a lot of missing pieces for the Rams. You know, we just want to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, but in a tough division that they're in. Yeah, so as far as running backs available, Le'Veon Bell sticks out. Todd Gurley in a reunion sticks out, though I don't think that's a good... Just curious. If you're bringing in Todd Gurley, you need multiple. Do you know who's ready right now? And he's available for, in my opinion, a late-round draft pick. Sony Michelle from New England. Well, um, Philip Lindsay, did he ever get picked up? The Broncos... that's, another, that's another very good running back. That's a bad team, though. Is, is he on the Lions? Todd Gurley, I thought, visited the Lions but never signed. Yeah, right? Philip Lindsay. I want to say he signed somewhere, and maybe somebody listening is kind of like screaming through their, through their headphones or their yeah. radio or the TV or wherever they're listening. But Philip Lindsay, I think, is out there too. But I was just curious um, what you thought about that. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Rams situation with their running game right now is just – they can't catch a break. I mean, obviously, Todd Gurley went scoring 30 touchdowns and then couldn't run the ball in, in the Super Bowl run. So oh. they, they've had a rough a rough outing. Philip Lindsay's with the Texans. They've I told you they signed it in the earlier. I said they signed like five backs. They've got Philip Lindsay, they've got Mark Ingram, and they still have David Johnson. they got so many running backs. It's so weird. And I think they drafted somebody, too. Um. Last but not least, a little bonus content before you log on here. Who wins tonight? Bucks or Suns? Bucks up 3 2. Um, Bucks, Bucks ended at home. It's over tonight. They've just been leaning, leaning, and leaning. I think finally they fall, fall yeah. right on top. I picked the Suns to win, so I'm going to back it. Though the Bucks just. They're just good. They're just. They have a nice, good team. I mean, that I plays got, really hard. Got twenty bucks on the Suns winning it all, but uh, I will, I've always wanted to see the Bucks. But I got the bet offered to me when they were up two zero, so I took it, thinking the odds were in my favor. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, but I'm not CP three in elimination game on the road. Uh, if we get a big game from him tonight, I, I like them. I like the Suns to rebound, and I the like Suns the Suns to keep to win still win. Seven. They can win in seven, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a long time. We're sorry about the delay. Um, we got you a pod in this week. We'll try to drop as many as we can in the coming weeks. Um, I love talking football. I know Brad does, too. We back. We ain't going nowhere.
And uh, we'll talk to you later. Go Steelers. Later.